0: the Marketing Growth Podcast. This podcast episode is sponsored by Ahrefs. I'm your host, Shane Barker, and my guest today is Eric Qualman, the five-time best-selling writer and motivational speaker. Eric is also the creator of Social Media Revolution, the most watched social video globally. His company, Equalman, produces digital leadership materials and disruptive video stories for businesses. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about his digital marketing journey. Let's learn more about how he comes up with his groundbreaking books, videos, and resources talk to Eric, I'm curious on how my listeners drive traffic to their content and pages. Truth be told, I find it to be a huge challenge. With over 1.5 million pieces of content being produced every minute, it's kind of hard to catch people's attention. That's where an all-in-one keyword tool like Ahrefs can help. It identifies low-competitive keywords for you to target, helping you edge into the SERPs. Ahrefs digs into your keywords and backlinks that are driving traffic to your competitors. All you have to do is replicate their strategy and watch your web traffic multiply. That's cool, right? But it gets better. Turns out Ahrefs is offering a seven-day trial for only $7. Yes, you heard that right. Only $7. Plus, they've recently opened up two of their tools, Site Audit and Site Explorer for free use. The offer is only for verified websites. So head over to Ahrefs.com to sign up. They also have a great blog and a YouTube channel with step-by-step SEO tutorials. Don't forget to check them out. All right, you guys so we got eric qualman here today you guys are super excited about this um most of you obviously on the podcast know who he is but if you don't know who he is we're gonna do just a few minutes of just kind of getting to know him a little bit if you guys haven't seen him on stage if you haven't read his books um, you're going to have to, during COVID times, you have plenty of time right now. You need to go out and buy his books. We'll talk about that, the books that he's had in his, his book right now, The Focus Project, which um, thank you so much for sending me a copy. I just started reading some of this morning and realized that I need to focus in my life. Like, that's not even like, it's just, like, I'm going to have to read your whole book just in one shot just to show people that I can focus. So that's the goal. Um, so, where did you, Eric? So, where did you grow up? Give us a little background here.
1: So, I grew up in Detroit, outside of Detroit. And Loved it, right? Just fell into the car automotive business, like everyone does up there. Right. But I fell in the digital side of things. And so as an intern, helped program Cadillac.com at the time, their first website. Wow. It's been digital space forever. So that led me to books like the first book, Socialnomics. And yeah. then now my sixth book, The Focus Project. So it's been an awesome ride. You know, we're just trying to entertain, educate, and empower people to their best life. So that's, that's where I grew up, is outside of Detroit. That's awesome. And so how big of a family did you guys have? I've got two brothers and then I've got my, both my parents. So five total. It's great.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And so give us an interesting fact. I know you grew up in Detroit. So it was like everybody was in the car industry. Like I think it was illegal not to be in the car industry. If you, if you grew up in Detroit, got any interesting facts about family, anything you, nobody's heard, or maybe some interesting facts. that was kind of like kind of crazy, crazy stuff
1: yeah madonna's from my hometown rochester michigan and Hello, then oh there we go also let's see i walked on the basketball team at michigan state got a full ride scholarship so that was interesting and part of the reason i made the team is because i got my teeth knocked out that was the whole reason i think i made the team and got a scholarship so um, wow you sacrificed your 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 teeth for education yeah yeah sacrifice them sacrifice that's good them. I, my son's in
0: college right now. I wish he would do that because it would save me some money. I'm not saying I don't think I don't want him to have his teeth, but I'm just you know I'm just saying like that would be awesome if he would. I guess then I'd have to pay for his teeth. Maybe we'll just do the college thing. We'll just pay for yeah, the college. Thing. It's the that lower way. teeth. There were my ah. Talking? There we go. So I mean, who needs the lower teeth, right? I mean, people just yeah. really
1: care about the upper teeth. You, um, what? And so you went to college. You went to Michigan, right? I went to Michigan State University. Michigan State. So yeah. we, I went to the basketball school. Michigan's the football school.
0: Yeah. You were Spartans, right? Is that <laughs> what it's? Yeah. Go Green. Yeah
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely coach is still a coach there hall of famer great guy awesome love that guy that's crazy and, and i know so you you got there in a scholarship for basketball how tall are you on a sunny day i'm six seven but i normally like to be a little more understated so six six
0: Yeah. So six, six and the green glasses don't give you weight. You're currently in Austin, right? Do you live in Austin? live in Austin, Texas. Yes, sir. So you you can't avoid anything like you're six, 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 seven on a a good day, probably six, nine. If you have heels on, which I'm not saying you wear heels, but my point is, and with the green glasses, like there's just no getting
1: away. Yeah. Yeah. teaches me to walk in discomfort each and every day, which is kind of ironic because that's not why we did it. But all of a sudden that's what we talk about on stage. As we talk about in the books, if you want to grow, you got to have that discomfort. You mentioned your son's a physical specimen working out. He's not getting stronger by, by being comfortable. He's got to push the limits, right? And so that's how you that's, get stronger. That's how you break down muscle and grow it. That's exactly it. Yeah. I tell him if you
0: do the same exercise for two years, you're not going to see any progress. You got you to gotta shock the muscles and the same thing with the brain, right? I think that's what you guys, that's what you guys are pitching is like, hey, the idea is, is like if, if you're comfortable, you're not growing, right? You got to be almost uncomfortable. Actually, you do have to be uncomfortable. So let's talk about this. So you talked a little bit about obviously with Cadillac and I know that you think you worked with Pontiac. There was a number of car dealerships or big car manufacturers. Is that how you got in the digital space? Is that you, so out of college, you just jumped into to the obviously digital side, but on working with automotive companies?
1: Yeah, I was on the internship and they obviously, the world was shifting and they needed websites. And so there were brand new things. And so they go, give it to that young guy. Like he probably understands some of this technology. We don't understand at all. And so fell into it backwards, loved it. And digital used to be like tiny, like the nerds in the corner
0: yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: And then so it was the right place, right time when we wrote the first book, Socialnomics, because then it just exploded. But I, I, I now I've been in the digital space now 26 years, so it's been fun. It's been a wild ride, but I'm still, I'm always face to face first. And so that's why I tell them I'm really more Flintstones than Jetsons, even though I love the Jetsons side of things, it's always that balance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then tell us a little bit like when,
0: and you started at qualmenobbc.com, Talk to me a little bit about that like when did you start that because honestly I looked at your like your bio like what you've done and, and I would love to interview you probably for 20 to 30 hours and it still wouldn't be enough time like I'm like I kind of we should talk about what you haven't done because there's like two things I think but let's talk about the website let's talk about that when did you guys start that and what was the reason for starting it?
1: Yeah no good question so my career I worked at Yahoo back when the Facebook of the day I worked at head of marketing at travels everybody public which was a great ride. Um, and so I've worked for big and small companies along the way. And then when I was the head of market at Travelzoo, I wrote a book called Socialnomics, mainly out of frustration because I was sitting there going, hey, you guys, the world's shifting. Can you not see it? This isn't just for teenagers. This social media is like so much bigger than even media. It's just the fundamentally shift how we communicate. And so out of frustration, I was speaking at Search Engine conferences and so people thought i was a crazy guy who's this guy talking about this teenage stuff my buddy came <laughs> up to me and goes hey i know everyone thinks you're crazy but here's the name of my publisher i'll set up a meeting you need to write a book go talk to them and i go great i've got like a million rejection letters from my fiction book but i'll give a business <laughs> book a try yeah yeah so that meeting went well they loved the name socialnomics away we go the reason i tell you that is because you asked about the website so then we have a website, socialnomics.com, and then also equalman.com. Socialnomics.com is basically just my blog. It started as a blog. Then it grew into this huge thing, kind of like Ariana Huffington. Not to that scale, but that's that model. Yeah, and for so sure. It's still alive today. It makes revenue. But equalman.com is just where people want me to book me to speak, or they want some of our free educational materials. That's where they go to get that edutainment is what we call it
0: like education and entertainment together, huh? And as of today, you've spoken what fifty-five countries, fifty million people. So, small numbers, right? I mean, that's well, I mean, that's not really that big of a deal. Oh wait, let me take that back. That's huge. Fifty-five million countries. Obviously, that's kind of. Sp- I mean, my speaking is nowhere close to what you've done country wise. I think I'm like at like four countries or something. So I'm, I'm I'm really on your heels. So be very careful. But um, the thing is, is, I mean, how has this changed with the pandemic in regards to the speaking events? I will tell you, we're going to talk about this later as the focus project. I don't think that book could have came out at a better time in regards to people needing to focus with the crazy stuff because it's always difficult. But tell us a little bit about that. How's the pandemic changed in regards to, you know, speaking events and stuff you got going on?
1: Yeah, no, it's been a learning. It's great because we always talk about walking and discomfort. We talk about digital leadership in a lot of the books and obviously on the, the digital media that we have in terms of digital leadership, but zero, right? So all of a sudden live events go to zero. So what industry just goes completely zero overnight? Live yeah. events. Yeah. So you can like, never even ever anticipate something going to zero, especially coming off record years. Like we had record years the three years prior, record January, February. But we're gonna come out of it better. And so we're already innovating. So to your point, almost all the events have gone virtual. Some have just said, hey, we're just gonna go to next year and hopefully next year comes back to some kind of normal. But fortunately, since I own an animation studio, we were better poised than most. So I've, I've called it, let's dust off some of our other things that we haven't really put a focus on and let's bring those back up to life a little more Love than before, which made sense. Like we were focused on the things that made sense during that world. Now that the world has shifted 100 percent almost, then we've been able to focus on the other things. So it's been uh, it's been like everyone else, challenging, yeah, but also fun from a standpoint of we're starting to innovate. So it's great. See, that's it's funny. So we kind of had some
0: of the same situation where it's like you know you're in this. All of a sudden, speaking stopped. All this stops, and you're like, man, now what do we do? But I tell you what it's helped us do is really focus on our business because before I was traveling and running around and doing this and you get very busy right and it's hard to focus on there's something has to fall out right. You, you have there's only so many hours in the day and I do think that it's helped us really look at our business and really really evaluate some of the expenses we had other things that we were doing. You know the speaking stuff it was great, great there's some good money there but we're really getting any clients from it. So it really for us it's, I think the same thing. It, it sucks for that minute. You're like, okay, now I got to figure this out. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to pivot or how do I, you know, make the best of this. And so for you, it's like, hey, we can focus on the, you know, the, not the digital side, but the the videos and produce the stuff you guys are doing for Disney. I mean, you guys have done some really big um, um, videos and stuff, you know, on that side. So I think that's awesome that it's like, you know, you actually had a probably a chance for me. It was like, now I'm at the house and I'm like, I actually have some time now. <laughs> I actually, right, I'm grounded now. I'm not out there running around kind of like all over the place. Now I actually can focus on some stuff that maybe I haven't put that time into. So it's kind of, once again, that's a, that's a blessing to have for sure.
1: Yeah, take advantage of this time because it's, it's not hopefully not gonna happen again, but it is an opportunity to do certain things like you just mentioned exactly. It also just ask when you're stuck, how can I provide value? So I told my team, hey, look, how can we help this situation? And so we started doing some moving graphs early on because I asked our animators, I go, hey, if we can look into a data source like a John Hopkins or some other source, can we provide some moving graphs? Because we have the animation skills. Yeah, and I sure. said, yeah, we can do it. I go, done, let's do it tomorrow. And they go, well, well that's not going to generate revenue. I go, but it's helping. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, what happens? We post it on TikTok. We don't have a ton of followers on TikTok. or like 10,000. And then all of a sudden, someone else reposted 21, 21 million views. And so we're like, wow, we really helped people. So that at the end of the day, sometimes you're stuck. A lot of your listeners just ask how you can provide value, and that'll lead you down the right path. Yeah, that's awesome. We did. I actually kind of on a different level, but I, we did
0: something somewhat similar. I, long story short, we have the SBA, obviously that's given all kinds of money to small businesses, and I actually started working with the SBA to help businesses transition from offline to online, and that's been kind of my focus because once again, it's not, you know. I don't make as much money there if I was to do actual consulting but the thing is, is that we're able to help more people and that's what's needed right. I mean it's this crazy time of like social and websites, e-commerce it's like well I'll, I'll work on that in six months or something. And COVID hits and you're like I'm way behind like I need to do this tomorrow right. So I think it's awesome. It's, it, you looked at it kind of how we looked at it is like well how can we help people, right? Because this is a crazy time and it's unprecedented. And like, how do we, how can we add some value to people when right now everybody's going, what do I do? Like I have my brick and mortar. I've been there 30 years. I finally got it to where I want it to be. And now I want to sell it in five years and retire. And now I'm like, you know, festivals are gone or restaurants are, you know, every, every week it's a questionable and whether it's going to happen or not are going to open back up. So yeah, I mean, it's a kind of crazy times, but I once again, I think because of that, I think some opportunity will will happen as well. Thanks, Eric. It was great talking with you. From digital nerd to proclaimed keynote speaker, that's one hell of a journey. And your COVID survival strategy really blew me away. But folks, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Eric has a lot more secrets up his sleeve. Hopefully, he will reveal them in our next episode. So stay tuned to Sheen Barker's Marketing Growth Podcast.